Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Um, I, I'm going to need your help this morning. We need to, uh, to loosen up here. Uh, if you loosen up, I'll loosen up. We'll have, a, we'll have a good time this morning. I feel like sometimes people are sitting in church and they're just waiting for this reprimand that is coming, and it's not coming. So let's just relax. Um, I want to thank you guys for your support. Um, uh, I've got some uh, interesting texts uh, this week and, uh, and uh, some really gracious uh, congratulations and things like that. And so last week, it was announced that uh, Reverend uh, Siglico and I uh, made it through our ordination, Ed. So uh, we just want to thank you guys for your support. Uh, so, thank you. Uh, one of the, uh, the funny texts, many of them were, uh, so do we have to call you Reverend now? And, uh, and the short answer is yes. So, uh, but uh, let me just really short clarify with you guys what ordination uh, is. And it's so, it says, it goes also further by equipping the new worker with knowledge and skills essential for carrying out effective leadership and ministry in a variety of pastoral roles. And so we say new worker, not necessarily that we're a new pastor, but uh, maybe new to our denomination, the uh, Christian and Missionary Alliance, and in our district. And so it's... Um, it's three years of, uh, of doing papers, of sermons, and book reports, and just uh, trying to, um, to grow as, as a minister. And so, um, I, I only make it public today because uh, there's been people in our congregation, many of you guys, and I thank you again, that's been praying for me for five years, right? And so, God answers prayer, um, and so thank you so much. Um, I also want to thank you for um, um, just uh, being, being really gracious to me. There's so many good people that have just uh, made being here um, a joy, and so I thank you for that. And so um, some people call me Father Wes. Uh, some people, um, you know, the name I prefer actually is Pester Wester. And so um, this, this young boy, I think he was like 16 or something, he said, uh, you know, I miss Pester Wester. This was during COVID. And, uh, and so uh, that name has stuck, and some people know me as that, so we're pretty good with whatever you want to call me. Um, thank you guys for doing our survey on our church health assessment. Um, it's just something that uh, we um, have wanted to invite you to just to, as we look to God to see how he will shape Grand Prairie Alliance Church in the future here, and we believe that he can use all of us, and he is using all of us, that the same Holy Spirit in our leadership rests in you as well, and that, um, that God will bring us into um, the, the next stage and who he'll bring us as well. Um, you guys didn't know you were going to see me today, and, uh, and I'm thankful because then maybe you showed up. Um, and so, um, you know, we just want to pray for uh, Pastor Rod. Uh, he experienced a loss this week in his family uh, suddenly. And so, lucky for you, you get me. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, share my excitement for this season because uh, I can't wait for Christmas. You know, it's only 20 days away. And uh, when you look at celebrating somebody, uh, or an occasion, you, you probably think to the past, right? It's like, okay, you think of that person, 
You think of what um, that celebration has looked like in the past. And so, you know, Christmas brings memories of food and of laughs and of people and of joy and smiles and kids opening presents and, um, and receiving presents. That's super good, right? And so why do we celebrate? Uh, as we get ready for this celebration, you know, we anticipate what's going to happen. The excitement grows. We become focused and we can't think about anything else. Um, but you know what? I don't know about next Christmas, if I'm honest. I don't know how I'm going to feel about next Christmas. Um, I, I think I already know that my niece and nephew are moving to Japan next year. And so when I'm here next Christmas, a- am I going to be super excited? Um, is it going to be the same? Uh, I'm going to miss them for sure. And actually, I'll probably shed a few tears because it's not the same. And so sometimes these occasions bring sorrow. And in fact, sometimes we're not excited. Maybe something traumatic has happened. And what used to be awesome is no longer, or is a distant memory. Some of us have lost a loved one this year. And this might be the first Christmas without that person. Uh, or it might be the second, or it might be the fifth or the tenth. Uh, it really doesn't get easier, right? So we recognize in this Christmas season that it can be hard for many. And I just want to thank you guys for being here. I believe that God still has something for each one of us in, in here and in this season. And so Advent is a coming into place an arrival. And we find ourselves in this season of Advent in 2021, only 20 days until Christmas. What's on your list? Some of you guys, your minds are racing already what I got to go buy and how I'm going to prepare and what are we going to make to eat. I just want to wish the peace of Christ be with you. In this season, in these last 20 days as we celebrate, we, right before we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, let's turn our attention heavenward And let's keep what's around us second. That is seeking our attention. What we'll eat. Who's getting coal this year? What are we buying for the new reverend? Okay, that's second. Uh, Let me pray for us. And we want to pray. Pray. We just want to pray. Come, Lord Jesus, come. God, we just give you thanks that uh, we can be here today. God, that you've been waiting for us, that you've called us to be a family, to be here in your presence. And we thank you, Lord. And uh, I think often we take for granted that, that we get to come into your presence. And so we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, has made a way for us to commune with you and that we might receive today. Lord, would you meet us where we are in a season of expectation um, where it may be different this year or maybe we're super excited, God, but... Would we be focused on you? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to do some borrowing from my friend J.D. Greer. He's a pastor that uh, has some series on uh, something called Right Now Media, which is like a Netflix for Christians. And so our church has a subscription to this. It's called Right Now Media. And um, you guys who attend our church, are um, we have a subscription for all of you. So if you don't have that yet and it's something that you guys want, there, he has a great... Um, 
uh, session on Advent, which I'm doing with our group of emerging adults. And uh, so we're just diving into that. That's something that maybe you may want to jump into, and, uh, and it's free. And so just send us an email on a church center app. Bottom right corner, you'll find a place where you can sign up. Give us a call. We'll get you hooked up. Okay, and so Advent for Israel was eagerly awaiting rescue. Rescue from oppression, from uncertainty, abandonment, political turmoil, famine. There were enemies on either side of them. And God used prophets. God sent appointed messengers throughout history to warn and guide his people. Isaiah was one of those prophets who was divinely used to describe who they were waiting for. You'll find many of the prophecies of Jesus in the book of Isaiah. God is so good. He gave them the details, how he would be born, what his name would be, his mission, his purpose, what he'll accomplish, and how he will love them. It's in the book of Isaiah. We find the famous verse, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Today we will camp on peace. Why peace? Who in this room woke up this morning looking for peace? I'd like to just give you a few statistics about modern life, and, uh, and we'll examine this idea of peace. More than a third of women have negative thoughts about their body up to five times a day. Four out of ten of us find our jobs very or extremely stressful. A quarter of Americans feel angry all the time while they're at work. Half of us are concerned about the level of stress in our everyday lives. Nearly 19 million American adults suffer from depression during any one-year period. Around four out of 10 Americans live paycheck to paycheck. A quarter of Americans say that they have no one with whom to discuss personal troubles. Now, I know this was from an American source in 2014, but maybe you can imagine now seven years later what that's, those stats look like. A couple from a couple of Canadian sources. The number of people experiencing anxiety, stress, depression, and rampant substance abuse is reported to be at an all-time high. Findings released September 21st, 2021 from the survey on COVID-19 and mental health indicate that one in four, 25% of Canadians aged 18 or older screened positive for symptoms of depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress disorder in the spring of 2021. So I guess I feel reasonably comfortable in saying that there are many of us in this room seeking peace this morning. I am also confident that peace is available to you today. He cares. So what does Advent for us in 2021 look like? I see two similarities to the advent that the Israelites experienced and two gigantic differences. The first similarity is that Israel was seeking peace. 
They were oppressed. They were living in uncertainty, abandonment, political turmoil, famine, threatening enemies. We're going to come back to that. And also, aren't we seeking peace in 2021? Many of us are experiencing hate from our own family, from our coworkers, from our community, and even from our church. There's chaos. It feels impossible to have order, routine. I also got this word combative, and, uh, and I didn't write anything about it, and I'm not sure why it's there, but it's like because I want to fight somebody or somebody wants to fight me. There's unrest in our souls. There's uncertainty. We can't plan anything. We can't count on things, and we can't count on people. Fear. Fear of sickness, fear of our eternity, anxiety over our future, over control, over our relationships, maybe friends, maybe not having any friends, maybe your spouse, brokenness in our relationships, in our spirit, guilt and shame over sin and loss. Maybe you lost somebody this year. Maybe you experienced material loss. Think of the people in BC or in Haiti or in Eastern Canada. I can't imagine their loss. The unrest they must feel where they once had peace is no longer. Financial loss, loss of relationships, loss of time. But I see a couple gigantic differences between the Israelites and us. The first one is that the prophesied Messiah has come. Peace has come, and his name is Jesus. He came just like he said he would. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. You know, the Gospels provide us four eyewitness accounts of the Savior that Israel was waiting for. We get to read about and experience the Savior that Israel was promised. Did you know that peace in the Bible appears over 300 times? So when I was thinking of peace, I was drawn immediately to Jesus calming the storm. So that's where we're going to go this morning in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4. And on the screen, you're going to see verses 37 to 41. Mark, chapter 4, verses 37 to 41 in the Passion Translation. Here we have 12 guys that have a front row seat to the Messiah, to Jesus, the Prince of Peace. So we'll pick up here in verse 37 on the screen, Passion Translation. Suddenly, as they were crossing the lake, a ferocious storm arose with violent winds and waves that were crashing into the boat until they were nearly swamped. But Jesus was calmly sleeping in the stern, resting on a cushion. So they shook him awake, saying, Teacher, don't you even care that we're all about to die? Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, 
hush, be still. All at once the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. Then he turned to his disciples and said to them, Why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, Who is this man who has such authority that even the wind and the waves obey him? I got to imagine that it was probably pretty cool being a disciple, you know, just baptizing people, healing people, watching Jesus do his thing, watching water turn to wine. I don't know if you're like me, but have you ever thought, like, I would probably be a better disciple than these guys, you know? Like, I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't cast my net on the wrong side. I would walk with a swagger. I would have my head held high because, like, I'm with him. Do you know who our daddy is? A little bit of waves a little bit of storm brewing, some rough waters. I wouldn't freak out like these guys. They're like, teacher, don't you care that we're all about to die? Talk about adventures and missing the point. You know when you're watching a movie and, you know, we have the benefit of, like, watching what's happening and seeing scenes and what's kind of developing and stuff, and you just want to shout at your screen, be like, Dude, he's right there. Don't go in there. Right? And you're kind of like on the edge of your seat because you're like, this guy's going to die. And so you look at these guys and you just want to shout to them and you want to shake them. And you just be like, Jesus is in your boat. He's in your boat, man. Not only did Jesus arrive, but he's right there with them. He's in the boat. Emmanuel, God with us. Church, God is not far from us today. The second gigantic difference between the Israelites and who are expecting this Savior and Advent 2021 today is that he's in the boat. You know, I'm usually pretty good. I don't really worry too much about the future or dying or where I'll lay my head. But if I'm honest, it's when I catch myself navel-gazing that the storms and the waves overwhelm me. Or when I'm looking in the mirror and saying, you got this. I don't remember the last time I calmed a storm. Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care that my nephew and niece are not going to be here next year for Christmas? Don't you care that I don't have a job? Don't you care that my grandma is sick? Don't you care that I'm lonely? People want to kill me. The devil's after me. Don't you care that my son is dying, that I don't have friends, that my children are far from you? But watch this. Fully awake, he rebuked the storm and shouted to the sea, Hush, be still. 
All at once, the wind stopped howling and the water became perfectly calm. A fisherman uh, came to me after the first service and told me, he's like, dude, have you ever been on the water when the waves are crazy and the wind is crazy? And I haven't because I'm Chinese and I don't do that. You bring me fish, I cook it. That's how it works. Um, it doesn't happen like that. Waves just don't stop. I can summarize verse 41 in just one word. Dang. You know, like when you think of those things, things you think of like maybe this hockey player that walked through four New York Rangers all at the blue line and went and scored when we would have lost that game. And then a few days later, he did the same thing to the Winnipeg Jets, but there was only three of them this time. Or maybe you think of this movie of uh, The Matrix when this guy's about to get shot, and if uh, my back wasn't so sore, I would reenact this for you. But he bends back and, you know, the bullet misses him. And this one I'm a little bit, um, not upset, but, you know, not happy with, is that nobody told me that in Grand Prairie, the wind is like next level. And Whispering Ridge is called Whispering Ridge for a reason. And so uh, those of you guys who are online and maybe not here, uh, is, uh, we are in Grand Prairie, Alberta, and it's windy here. And so if you could think that you, it just happened a few days ago, right? Things blowing all over the place. All of a sudden, it stops. This is the power of Jesus. This is how he can bring peace into your life. And that's what he did for these disciples. Then he turned to the disciples and said, Yo, why are you so afraid? Haven't you learned to trust yet? But they were overwhelmed with fear and awe and said to one another, Dang, who is this man who has such authority that even the wind and the waves obey him? When they called out to Jesus, he breathed peace on them. He's in our boat. God is with us. Bring your darkness, your storms, your unrest to Jesus and let him bring, breathe peace over you. God is saying this morning to you and I, I care. I see you. I see your brokenness. I see the hurt. And I love you. This is my son, Jesus. Biblical peace is more than just the absence of conflict or a state of rest. It means completeness or wholeness. And it points to the presence of something else. We know this to be true because Jesus' own words in the Gospel of John, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. We still live in a sinful world where there is sickness, evil, and death. But peace is the presence of God himself, God in a bod, God taking on flesh, Jesus, knowing that Jesus rose again and beat death, 
We walk in victory because of our faith in Jesus and that he is coming again. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, we're reminded that God demonstrates his own love in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so similarly, the similarity between the Israelites' advent and our advent in 2021 is that we are eagerly waiting for his return. Where there will be sin no longer in our world and he will reign. Where in your life this morning do you need peace? We're going to look at, um, again, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3. It's very simply, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Perfect peace is for all who have put their faith in Jesus. To have horizontal peace in our families, in our communities, on this earth, in our church, in our lives. We need to have vertical peace first with God. Then will come horizontal peace. Our invitation is here. The Savior has already come. Will you trust him? Fix your thoughts, your eyes on Jesus, and peace is yours. Emmanuel, God with us. He's in our boat. If peace is what you're seeking this morning and you haven't put your faith in Jesus, today is your day. Would you find myself after service and we'll pray for you or someone next to you, ask them to pray for you because living without peace sucks. But it's way better when we know who's in the boat with us. John chapter 14, starting in verse 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, this is Jesus speaking, whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. I leave the gift of peace with you, my peace. Not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but my perfect peace. Don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. Instead, be courageous. You heard me say, I am going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, and I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. Have you put your trust in Jesus? Do you have the peace that he's offered you? Today is your day. I'm going to invite uh, Josh to just come out and help us uh, close here as we spend a bit of time thinking about what is already ours. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, um, every time you see peace in the Bible, it's preceded by this action of giving. It is a gift. It is for you and is given by God. And God wants to give you that this morning. It's not because of what you've done. It's not because you're good enough 
or because you deserve it, but because he loves you. Peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And if you've given your life to Christ, you already have this Holy Spirit. Peace is yours. But sometimes the storms are big. And we forget. We start looking to ourselves instead of looking heavenward. This morning you might need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit. Not because you're lacking the Spirit, but because you want more of what is already yours. And God has that for you today. I'm going to invite you guys to stand with me, if you would. And this is how we'll close. Um, would you cup your hands in front of you? And uh, you can do the one-hander or you can do the two-hander if you want more. But just be in a posture of receiving from the Lord today. Bring to him the horizontal peace that you desire. And trust him. But be reminded of the vertical peace that we have with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace is yours today, so we're just going to take a few moments. Would you bring that peace you're seeking to God himself? And would you receive from him today this peace he has for you? that are going to be praying for, for us this, after, this morning. If you guys want to come down. If you haven't received Jesus as your Savior, um, today's your day. Come receive this peace that Christ offers us. And you know, I just want to close with uh, thinking about one of the ways um, I'm going to approach this Advent season. Uh, and one of the ways that I abide with Jesus is through song. And Josh, man, this guy playing one of my favorite worship songs. I pray I'll never know how much it cost that Jesus would come for me. The truth in worship songs, they remind me of how much God loves me, that he's with me, that he's my hope. Another favorite, in the darkness we were waiting, without hope, without light, Till from heaven you came running, there is mercy in your eyes. To fulfill the law and prophets, to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory. 
to a cradle in the dirt. And this song has been in my heart all week. It says, when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high, O God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night, O God, the battle belongs to you. It speaks peace to me to receive peace that I've got when I lay my fears and my battles at his feet. My role is to lift my hands high, to turn heavenward and to sing through the night. Who the sun set free is free indeed. I'm a child of God. Yes, I am. In my father's house, there's a place for me. I am chosen, not forsaken. I am who you say I am. How will you continue in this Advent season? These 20 days before we celebrate our Lord Jesus Christ as we prepare for the celebration of our Lord Jesus. Maybe it's through song. Maybe it's through word, through his serving somebody in our community because we worship a king that came to serve. So I pray that in this season, you'll find a way to look heavenward as we prepare for Christmas. Let me leave you with this in Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, for to this you were called as members of one body, and be thankful. Amen. Have a wonderful week, everybody. We'll see you next week.